Hi, I'm Tom Marks with the Marks Law Firm in Orlando, Florida, and welcome to the Healthy Family Law Attorney. Today, we have a special guest, a real expert in appellate law in Florida, Nick Shanine. Nick is a board-certified appellate specialist. That means he took a really hard test, passed it, knows a whole bunch of stuff about appellate law. We're, we're going to ask him today. He's the founder of the Shanine Law Firm. Nick is the 2019 Orange County Bar William Trickle Jr. Professionalism Award winner. I know that's a, that's a big award in, our, in our Orange County because I used to work for Bill Trickle, um, fantastic guy. They named this award after him and Nick won that award, fantastic. He has been named to the Florida Trend Legal Elite Hall of Fame, the top 100 attorneys in Florida. He's the AV preeminent rated by Martindale Hubble. He's an appellate mediator, both in state and federal courts, an attorney fee expert, JD with honors, University of Florida. I mean, on and on. He's former uh, president of the Orange County Bar Association of the Orange County uh, Bar Legal Aid Society. Nick, I'm exhausted already. That's quite the uh, bio. <laughs> well, thank you, Tom. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me as your guest. All right. Just tell us a little bit about yourself personally. Uh, sure. That uh, Even with all that yammering about my, my law stuff, uh, I'm just a local boy. Uh, I, I went to elementary school in Kissimmee, Central Avenue Elementary, Den John Middle School, Osceola High School. Go Cowboys. Woo! Uh, I, I, I then trekked it out to Texas for four years at Rice University. Go Owls. But my, my real love for football and all of the sports is, of course, my law school. Um, go Gators. Uh, I've got a, a lovely wife who is also my partner here at my law firm, Carol, and then two wonderful children, one of which is at the University of Florida and the other is a uh, rising senior at Olympia High School. So I'm as local as you get. You're about as central Florida as it comes. All right, Nick, you ready? What does an appellate attorney do? Tell us what it is. Sure. That in in all of law, you've got the litigants fighting against each other and the judge who makes a ruling. And judges do a really good job. They've gone to school. They've gone through training. They know their stuff. And they, they make the hard choices. Most of the time, they get it right. Sometimes they don't. They're human too. And the litigants have an opportunity to say, you know what? I don't think that the judge got that one right. And they appeal it. They challenge it to a higher court. And that's where attorneys like me come in uh, to help out the trial counsel and to either take it up to that appellate court or if the other side appealed it to be the one helping the appellate court know that, no, the trial court got that one right. So that's my job. OK, well, I don't know if you know this, but earlier on in my career, when I did all kinds of different areas of law, including family. I actually handled two appeals to the Fifth District Court of Appeal, both from cases I had handled uh, at the trial level. And my claim to fame is I'm batting 100. So I won both appeals. And then I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave that to experts like you. And so I don't handle appeals anymore. I sent them to you. Oh, and, so and I, I gladly appreciate it. And I particularly appreciate the ones from you because I, as we'll probably talk about later, I'll know that they were properly handled below and preserved so I can do something with them. So I, I do enjoy those opportunities to team up with you. Well, I appreciate that. And we're going to talk about that in a couple of minutes, how, how to preserve it and what, what you need to do um, at the trial level to make sure you've got it uh, set up right for the appeal if it needs 
to be appealed. Right. So, okay, so we have five district courts of appeal. Talk to us a little bit about how the district courts or the appellate courts are set up in Florida. Sure. So I, I mentioned how when you've got your conflict, it goes to the courthouse. Here in the Orange County, be the Orange County Courthouse. Seminole's got one. Osceola's got one. Polk Lake, every county has their own courthouse. Many have branch courthouses. But it doesn't matter which courthouse you're in. If you don't like the results at the trial level, then if you're going to appeal it, that goes up to a courthouse that's not one of those county courthouses at all. Uh, so there are five what we call intermediate courts of appeal, the district courts of appeal, uh, Tallahassee, Tampa, Miami, West Palm, and then ours, you would think I'm going to say Orlando, but it's not in Orlando. It's in West Palm, not West Palm. It's in Daytona Beach. Uh, and they handle all of the ones for our circuit and the neighboring circuits. Uh, and so whatever it is, that's where it would go to. And there's 11 judges on that panel. Uh, you don't get to keep all 11. There are three that will be chosen at random. And the trick is you don't know which three you've got until your case is fully briefed and it's before the court. So you have to write to the court in these appellate briefings, not knowing exactly which judge you've got or which judges you've got. Uh, but when you do find out, then that's the, the possible time to argue it to that court. If you've ever seen the a fancy argument uh, either before the United States Supreme Court or, or some other body where, there, where a lawyer's talking to multiple judges at the same time, that's an appellate argument. And that's what happens at these district courts of appeal. Over those five is one more court, the Florida Supreme Court, and they're located in Tallahassee. And occasionally, rarely, an issue at the intermediate court is so important or conflicts with the decision by another court that it goes all the way up to Tallahassee. And, and I've gotten the chance to do that, too. That's fun. But your average family law case, one, one, one shot will do it. Well, my hat's off to you, Nick, because the, uh, the two appellate cases I handled were so fundamentally different than a trial court and trial, you know, the, the judge really, for the most part, sits back more and observes and you're putting witnesses up on the stand, you're introducing exhibits or evidence uh, before the court. So at the end, the judge can enter a final judgment. But I remember those appellate uh, I know not all appeals uh, include oral argument, but both of mine did. I got that uh, pleasure of going up in front of those appellate judges and being peppered with one question after another, right? Sure. Uh, so that, you, that is, you do that, that on a regular basis. That 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 is, in fact, I've had uh, arguments just this year before every district court of appeal except uh, for the third in Miami. Uh, and all of them this year have been by Zoom. So the same thing we're doing right now to have this interview has been the uh, method for, for my arguments. And it's it's unusual. I do look forward to getting back to where we can do that in person. I think that's coming soon. Uh, but then again, I think some of the courts have adapted to uh, to saying, you know what, the Zoom isn't that bad either. So we'll, we'll adapt with the courts, whatever they want. That's what we'll provide. We, that's what we will provide. Well, uh, it's interesting you say that because I just got an email from the family law bench here in Orange County today talking about the plan for reopening the courthouse and how they're going to do that. So we're, as family law attorneys, getting ready to get back into the courthouse, into the courtroom. Uh, so let's talk about family law, right? This is sure. the healthy family law attorney and appeals are a part of that. So yes. let's talk about 
what kind of family law issues are often taken up on appeal? Sure. And, and the, the answer can be just about anything that happens in family law is appealable at some point. That's the only question is when is it appealable? But issues of child support, of alimony, of paternity, uh, you know, and issues of equitable distribution of the house or assets or retirement funds. There are numerous cases on each one of those subjects. Modification of, you know, a, a decision on, on time sharing. Those, those are, there are, there are lots of cases from each of those five district courts of appeal on every one of those subjects. Every time I talk about a case, these books that are behind me uh, in my picture are filled with cases. Every case isn't a trial court case. It's an appellate court case that uh, was decided on the law by an appellate court judge, judges after the trial court was done with it. And so that's the kind of cases that go up on appeal is any of those cases that involve a matter where one side believes that the trial court either didn't get something right on the law or that the uh, competent substantial evidence didn't support the trial court's ruling. In either of those instances, uh, we can go up on an appeal. Well, I'll tell you, I remember the days um, over the last 35 years of my um, career where we used to have to buy a new volume about every couple of weeks and <laughs> It was no small uh, purchase price. No. And fortunately today, everything's uh, electronic and we have Lexis or some type of legal research. And I know you do also, but those, absolutely those, that picture of those books looks good behind you. They, 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 they do. But uh, in fact, being the appellate guy I am, I'll admit I have both Westlaw and Lexis. Uh, I, I need to make sure I've got all the cases all the time. So if ever you need one that's not on your service, give me a call. I'll help you out. Um, well, well, I guess you'd have to have that, right? You can't miss a case. So I let's can't. talk about let's talk about deadlines. Okay. Uh, what are some of the deadlines you need to look at in a family law case? Sure. Well, the, the magic number for appeals is thirty. Uh, if there's a final order, the court enters a final judgment or a final decision on your modification motion or something like that, you have exactly 30 days with which to have that appealed, not 31. There's plenty of case law. And, and I've gotten the call from, you know, a trial attorney saying, Nick, hey, this awful thing happened. The judge did this. And I go, wow, that sounds wrong. I agree with you. It sounds like a good appeal. Uh, so when was that final judgment entered? And they give me a date that was 31 or 32 days ago. And I tell them, well, I got some bad news for you. We're, we're not, we're not going to be able to help you here. And here's why. Um, occasionally there might be something they can do at the trial court level to fix that, but that's the magic number 30. Um, there's a different magic number and that's 15. That a trial court, uh, attorney has 15 days to, before they do the appeal, file a motion for rehearing. And as an appellate attorney, I advise my trial attorneys, let's not appeal it yet. You still have the time to do a motion for rehearing. Let's give the trial court one more chance to get it right, especially if it's an, a, an error that was on the form of the order, but might not have really been a, an error that, that permeated the whole case. Where if, you, if the judge can fix it, let's give the judge a chance to fix it. And the appellate court likes to see that. So 15 yeah. is another magic number. Yeah, the last, oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Go ahead. One, one more number, and that's going back to the number 30 but in a different kind of setting is 
uh, even before you get to a final order, some orders that are in the middle of trial are appealable if you get to it right away. And what I'm talking about here is petitions for certiorari, um, which is, let's say um, there's a discovery order and the judge says, you know what, you know, Tom, your client is going to have to divulge all of their financial information, including their uh, current spouse's financial information and all of your kids' financial information and all of the photographs that you've preserved from their third birthday. I want those also produced. And your, your client's going, what? I'm not producing all of that. And maybe you do have to, and maybe you don't. But if once you produce it, it's out. The, 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 the cat is out of the bag. Once the cat's out of the bag, it's too late. We can take it up as an appellate attorney now to the trial, to the appellate court and say, whoa, 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 appellate court, stop the trial court from making uh, Tom Mark's client produce all of this very personal, very private information. Um, and that can work. Uh, but again, 30 days. If you know, you, you wouldn't wait 35 days to get to me, but other attorneys might. And if you wait 32 days, it's gone. Uh, it's, you got to wait till the end of the trial. And by then that cat is out of the bag and meowing and purring all over the place. So uh, those are the yep. numbers that I'm most most concerned about as an appellate attorney. And I totally agree. And I think it's so important, obviously, to hire hire the right trial attorney, hire the right appellate attorney. But if you've got the right trial attorney, he's going to know that. She's going to know that 30 days, get it done, get it to the appellate attorney. Hopefully not on the 29th day. You know, oh, I mean, not. get it to you. But I also totally agree with you on the whole 15-day uh, motion for rehearing. I think that judges, for the vast majority of them, want to make sure they've got in an enforceable final judgment or enforceable order, and they're going to readily fix it if you point it out to them. They didn't. They didn't include the findings of fact or something like that in the. You know, I've done videos on the time-sharing elements A through T under the statute. They've got to make findings of fact. That's right. That's one of the biggest areas of a reversal. Yeah, that's 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 the easiest reversal I get is when the judge doesn't include the finding of facts. If good trial lawyer like you gave that judge another chance after they entered the order to include those findings of fact, and the trial judge goes, yeah, I still don't feel like it. Okay, well, the appellate court's probably going to send that one back. Uh, so you're exactly right, Tom. Um, awesome. So um, last kind of big question for you. What are some like expert tips that you would, you know, suggest either to our viewers or to family law attorneys? Sure. Well, I, I just talked about, you know, this idea of preservation. And what this means is the appellate court can't reverse what they don't see. So the, the analogy is if you're familiar with, you know, football games uh, where, you know, the referees make a call on the field. Yeah, that was a touchdown. And the other coach goes, I don't think that ball crossed the line. The coach can throw out the red flag and, and appeal it essentially to the guy up in the booth. The guy in the booth in the law is the appellate court. And so you're appealing it to him. But if you're a football fan, you've heard the phrase, there's not, you know, you need to have clear and indisputable visual evidence. Well, here we need to have clear and indisputable reversible error. And if you didn't preserve it at trial, if the trial lawyer didn't put the information in front of the, the court, I can't do anything with it. I've had I've had clients call me pro se uh, individuals who, who who didn't have their attorney anymore, uh, call me and say, my trial attorney didn't do this and didn't do that. Well, 
I can't, I can't help you with that. I can't tell the appellate court what your trial attorney didn't tell the trial judge. If it wasn't before the trial court, it didn't happen. So A, get a good trial attorney. B, pay for the court reporter. Your trial attorney is going to tell you, look, it costs money, but you really ought to have a, have a court reporter there. Why are they telling you that? The court reporter is the one who sits there and types out all the words. Typing out the words is the exact same thing as the visual evidence for my football appeal. I can't likely get a reversal without them. Occasionally you can, but it's rare. Uh, so those are my, my, my two big keys. Get, get a good trial attorney who's going to preserve the evidence for the appellate guy and go ahead and spring for the court reporter because with no court reporter, you have no transcript. With no transcript, you almost certainly don't have the evidence you're going to need to get that reversal. Yeah, I agree. I always tell my clients, if it's important enough to take in front of a judge and put all this evidence on, it's important enough to preserve it with a court reporter in case the judge might get it wrong. So good information. So Nick, what is your healthy tip today for the healthy family law attorney and his viewers? Awesome. I, I love that question. And as I love your emails with all the cool avocado tips. Uh, and other good healthy tips. They're fantastic. Uh, but if I'm going to throw throw one healthy tip for the summer, because we're doing this in the middle of the summer, it's this. You, you're out there in the backyard, you're grilling your burgers, you're grilling your your your, uh, your chicken, grill your veggies. Asparagus can go, you don't even need tinfoil, it can go right on the grill. Uh, flat to zucchini planks right there on the grill. Heck, yes, last weekend I actually did, did sliced okra right there on the grill. And it gives those lovely little char marks. It only takes normally like four minutes, two, two minutes aside, you know, flipping asparagus is kind of hard, but you just roll them a little bit and, and it works and it tastes wonderful. And the, the healthiness just comes on right off, right up off your plate. So there's my, my healthy tip for you. Grill your veggies. You can thank me later. Well, that sounds like a tasty tip to me, Nick. I mean, I know they have like uh, baskets that you can put your veggies in and you can just keep them and flip the basket. And they, yeah. they do. And, and I've used that and that works too. Um, but I'm just telling people, even if you don't, you know, oh. you, people are always worried about, but it's going to fell through. It's like, well, you know, a couple might, but the grill needs to eat. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thanks, Nick. So uh, if our viewers have enjoyed this video today, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit that bell icon so you don't miss any future videos and leave a comment below. If you have a question for Nick uh, about an appellate issue or you have a question for me about a family law issue, leave that comment below. If you have suggestions for future videos, let me know. I've been getting some really good comments in lately. Love to answer those questions. Love to hear from uh, our audience. So thanks so much for being part of the channel today. My pleasure. We'll Thank you, Tom. You're welcome. And we'll see you next time.